Hi, I'm Ellie. And I'm B. And this is Mommy and Murder Podcast. Welcome to episode two, True Crime. Yeah. It's our first true crime. Yep. Thursday, yeah. True Crime Thursdays. Yeah. Um, we'd also like to put out a trigger warning. Okay. This um, specific case does involve kids. So if that's a sensitive topic for you, I would probably recommend skipping this one. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also... And possibly going to the next one. Yeah. If that's something that you feel like you're not ready for. We'll also... If you want to hear most of the case, because this is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to listen to most of the case and then kind of we'll we'll say, hey, this is this is where the trigger is. Mm-hmm. We'll give you that pre precursor so that way you guys can make the decision if you want to skip forward a little bit. That way you get to hear the rest of the case. Yeah. Because if you're into the, you know, like psychology behind it all like you and I are, mm-hmm. you would probably want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I think just the first part of it is mm-hmm. the most triggering. Okay. Um, you know, it's like we'll let you know when is a good place to these are our least favorite cases yeah yeah this... but i specifically chose this one for a reason okay yeah that doesn't <laughs> i don't know to be excited or threatened <laughs> no so for those who don't know uh-huh. we're keeping our true crime topics a secret until the day we of. film them yeah <laughs> um because we're both impatient uh-huh. and we both like to know things yeah so i <laughs> she found out who i was Doing this case on. Yes, on accident. Because our, our Google is accidentally linked. So because we have our email, our mommyandmurder at gmail.com, which please send us an email, um, because we have that and we've both logged into it, I saw her Google history. <laughs> but the problem was, okay, so the problem was, is I was about to murder my husband because he's also logged into my Google before. Mm-hmm. So I've seen his Google searches. So when I see all these females' names popping up, I almost divorced him, and you—you you would have been the cause of that. I—I <laughs> I didn't even know I was logged in to I, Google. You were, I and know. you almost got—you know—divorced. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I will apologize to him. He doesn't he even know. No this. idea. He has no idea that this. But he knows I'm crazy. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is where we're gonna start our trigger warning. It does involve children, um, being harmed. So if that is a sensitive topic for you, I would skip now. Start skipping now. Um, and then we'll definitely make another note of when it is safe to, you know, resume. Yes. Uh, check, check Instagram and we'll include yeah. a, a cliff a note time. Of yeah. when it's, you know, cause I don't, I don't like listening either. No. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll definitely include a time to skip to if that's something that is a sensitive topic for you. So I'm just going to introduce why I chose this case. Okay. Um, so we're going to title it, um, murder of the Yates children. Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, because of um, course we want to. Yeah, focus on the victims yes but i specifically chose this because it was a mom Mm -hmm. you know who committed these crimes and because of her struggle Mm -hmm. with postpartum depression anxiety psychosis Mm -hmm. uh, which is something we talked about even in our first yeah intro episode which is which i thought was kind of fitting to be like the first true crime Mm -hmm. um so i want to start with introducing the children who lost their lives okay we had noah who was seven john who was five uh paul who was three Luke, who was two, and Mary, who was six months old. Babies. Yeah. Um, and the mom who committed these crimes, her name was Andrea Yates. Um, she was married. You know, she before she was married, she was a nurse for about eight years. When she got married, they decided to start a family. She left that line of work to be a stay-at-home mom, ran everything by herself. So imagine all of that on top of everything else crazy is so selfless yeah so how does somebody because nurses 
utmost respect for people in healthcare because mm-hmm. they give so much of themselves to their lives and their patients. Yeah. And stay-at-home mom, that's literally 24-hour yeah. motherhood right there. So this uh, this crime took place on June 20th, 2001. Um, oh, this dad, was recent. Yeah. I mean, it's not like yesterday, Absolutely. but... Yeah. So it's what, 22 years? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty going to be 22 years. Um, dad left for work. Dad's name was Russell. Mm-hmm. Called him Rusty. He left for work. Mom filled the tub, individually drowned each child, and then called 911 on herself. And then she also called husband saying, you need to come home. After? Yeah. Um, and then whenever police arrived, she told them, like, I killed my kids. So, like, she never denied it. Mm-hmm. She said, this is what I did. Whenever she was arrested, obviously, and in jail, she disclosed that she had these thoughts for the past two years. Of murdering her kids? Of killing her kids. Jeez. Yeah. And, and you think never... about it, Luke and Mary were two and six months old. Yeah. So she had two kids. She had two kids and she had since started since she having had these, these murderous thoughts. Yeah. And did um, she talk to anybody about that? I'll get that later. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going to talk on that. Um, so they did have kind of an extremist view of their religion. Um, they... We're not involved in the local church, but they did connect with a specific pastor and attach themselves to this pastor and did hold three Bible studies a week. Mm-hmm. And this specific pastor did have teachings uh, where parents were responsible for the salvation of their children. And if they didn't, Satan was going to come. Oh, geez. Yes. So in jail, she disclosed that she claimed to be marked by Satan. Um, the only way to save the children was to save them. Um and whenever the state would punish her, then Satan would be destroyed. So she never had planned to not be guilty for this. Yeah. In the sense, you know, this was like a premeditated thing. But that was her reasoning was, yes. I'm doing it to save them for mm-hmm. the sake of their soul. Yes. yes. And it goes even further. Um, and I'll go into more detail of like when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um but she did also admit to having delusions of characters and cartoons that were telling her she was a bad mom. Um, hearing things and voices telling her to get knives. Mm. Um, and also having visual hallucinations on the walls in the jail of like satanic teddy bears. Whoa. So very hyper-religious. Whoa. Very delusional, hyper-religious, having these like paranoid delusions. Yeah. Essentially. Um, and she denied that she was ever depressed because she never cried. Oh, that's depression yeah. 101, sis. Yeah. So now is a good time to listen back in mm-hmm. if you are triggered by a trigger warning. Um, now we're going to talk about the trial itself. Mm-hmm. In 2001, she did plead non-guilty by reason of insanity, but was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Okay. Um, however, in 2006, there was a mistrial. And therefore, a new trial was completed where she had her conviction overturned due to uh, what they found was false testimony by a witness. So then she was overall acquitted by reason of insanity. Mm. So therefore, they were like, she is incompetent. Yeah. Um, and she was committed to the state hospital. Mm. Um, which oh, is good because she, she obviously needs help, yeah. medical, you know, like mental help. Yeah. That's great. Um, and yeah, that's sorry, where she stays today. today. Um, as of 2021, I couldn't find anything older than that. Um, but she chooses to stay there. So each oh, year, 
she was um, supposed to have like a eval review mm-hmm. um, to see if she is competent or is able to be like released or kind of what's happened next. Uh, she chooses to withdraw from that. Oh, okay. so she chooses to stay. She and, wants to get the help. Yeah, and not be um, involved in that eval. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I did want to touch base though on her mental illness. Rusty. Mm-hmm. What What did he have to say about all this? They were ultimately divorced, and he got remarried. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I mean, I, I. Yeah. How do you handle something like that? I don't know. He lost all of his kids. He lost all of his and his wife. Mm-hmm. And his wife. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is. Yep. I'm gonna touch base on what they went through together. Okay. Like in their marriage, with all of this. Okay. Um, before what happened happened. Okay. This is also another trigger warning, um, for topics of suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and psychosis Mm -hmm. so if that is something that is sensitive to you i would skip now um, and we will put a disclaimer of when it is okay to re-listen if you want to go ahead and finish the podcast whenever it is safe for you so after her first born noah who was seven who was the oldest she did admit to having auditory hallucinations that's crazy yes um and then after her fourth child luke she did attempt suicide by overdosing on um, sedatives Holy crap. Yeah. Um, however, she was not 5150. She was, was not 5150. Put on a uh, hold okay. saying for 72 hours, like a 72 hour hold that you would hear. That's like a default, I thought. That's, not always. That's. Mm, yeah. There are a lot of different options and it depends also on their state. Mm-hmm. Like the state that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And also it was chosen one. Is that unfortunately not a year where we were as. I mean, look where Picture. we are now yeah. and how lacking we are in some aspects now. Mm-hmm. Imagine just That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, 20 years makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was not 5150, not admitted to an inpatient psychiatric facility. Mm-hmm. Um, she was discharged home. Mm-hmm. And so many cases like this, that's what happens. Where yeah. you you said you had them in your hands mm-hmm. and there was so much opportunity and they begged for help right there. Mm-hmm. Begged for help. I don't know if she begged for the help. I think that... But I think I, it was needed. I think that when you make an attempt on your life, it it is a cry for help, right? Yeah. Not that anybody ever does it for attention or anything yeah. like that, but it, it was obviously you went to the extreme that you could have ever possibly gone to. Mm-hmm. And you as a healthcare provider should take that as, oh, I need I to agree. help this. That's what I mean for help. Okay. Um, I, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that not everybody can vocalize it or, you know, yeah. is aware of what they actually need. But, you know, I, yeah. I definitely think that the healthcare, you know, like system is failing her right now. Oh, left yeah. and right. Yeah. Um, she, however, was not med compliant with the antidepressants they were giving her. Okay. So she, herself, so they did put her on some meds. Yes. Okay. Um, her second suicide attempt, she did hold a knife to her throat and cut herself. Jeez, so she did self-mutilate, um, and she reported having auditory hallucinations to get that knife. So there is psychosis mixed with that depression in there. Whoa. My, my opinion. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Um, she did have a history of being catatonic or becoming catatonic. Catatonic is, oh, like lethargic? Um, it's where you're kind of, the best way, this might be the most scientific way to um, describe it. But it's essentially where you're just blank. Lethargic. Um, okay, yeah. You don't respond. People are talking to you. Mm-hmm. You don't move. You just kind of sit there and stare at the wall. Okay, numb. Numb. For, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, her doctor originally recommended um, 
electro convulsive therapy. Um, however, the family decided not to do that. Okay. And that meaning her husband, her and her husband. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they did just prescribe her with an antipsychotic at that point. Um, she believed it was the truth serum and she believed that she was losing control of herself on that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, at that point, the doctor did not recommend her to have another baby, mm-hmm. but then she ended up having Mary, which is the two year old, which is the last one, oh, six okay. months old. Okay. Yeah. So Luke, who was the fourth child, mm. um, who was two when unfortunately he okay. passed after him, the doctor said, we don't recommend you having another baby. Mm. Um, but then the family did decide ultimately to have Mary. Jeez. Yeah. And what prompted what they think prompted her taking action mm-hmm. on killing the kids um, was in February of 2001. So what, about four or five months um, or so before the incident happened, her dad, who she was caring for, remember who had mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. Um, died. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, um, so at that point, she stopped talking, stopped taking in liquids. She stopped nursing Mary <sighs> um, and she started pulling her hair out. At that point, she did report having delusions and paranoia, thinking that video cameras were watching the house, television characters were speaking to her. She did also become catatonic again. Um, at this time, she was admitted to the hospital. She was discharged after 10 days um, and then given another prescription mm. for, um, or sorry, restarted that prescription for antipsychotics, mm-hmm. um, which I think is very interesting due to her mental health and it wasn't taken as not if it wasn't taken as seriously but just combined with her willingness or not realizing Mm. that she may have needed help Mm -hmm. and then the system's lack of help Mm. essentially you know i think there's always room for improvement whether they did the absolute best they could or not Mm. um i think all of that mixed in kind of led to what happened Jeez, yeah yeah um and a lot of people, she's been diagnosed with so many things over the years. It's hard to say like exactly what. So there's not like a true diagnosis out there that I could find for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, she definitely does have postpartum depression. Yeah. No. Slash psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. But depression alone is killer. Mm-hmm. And if you're not handling it properly and you throw in some, you know, what's the proper term for it? Psychosis. Yeah. Okay. Psychotic. You know, like psychotic episodes. Is that offensive? No, it's like the proper okay, term that I'm people use. Sure. Yeah. You know, you throw in depression, you throw in psychotic episodes, and mm-hmm. that's just a mixture for trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And extremist religion. Yeah. That's and a, and a, and then a loss, mm-hmm. the loss of a loved one. What do yeah. you? I mean, there's never an excuse, obviously. No, but I think just all of that mixed like Was makes a, some people you know, go into like those episodes. Mm-hmm. It can be a trigger for them. You know, anything can be a trigger for anybody who has, you don't know anybody's history. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People do worse things for a lot less. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. Yeah. But I thought, I thought it was a good, that sounds bad. A good, good, good time to start on, but mm-hmm. we want to be a village, you know, like that hears other moms and, you know, and other family members and other, yeah. you know, support systems. We want to be that village that is the shoulder to lean on, is the ear to listen to, right? I mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, no, sometimes sometimes you don't know until you yeah. hear other people talking about it and you hear yeah. it happen to someone else. No, yeah. I agree. No, So I was, think it's really important because we, you know, 
we were open about what we struggle with, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know we're going to talk about it more in detail in different episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just thought it was a good place to start on because moms go through crazy things. Yeah. You know, who, you know, there's nothing in her history that was mentionable to say that she had something like this growing up to where it could have been a, like you said, red flag or warning, mm-hmm. you know, for her to have this later on after she had kids, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it doesn't, no one knows, mm-hmm. you know, Some, sometimes she doesn't, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. These things are all boiling inside of you. It's especially when it starts to become a, like a psychotic episode. Yeah. That's, that's officially out of your control, right? Mm-hmm. All of these things are hard. It's, yeah. but you're throwing in hallucinations of teddy bear talking to you it's gonna yeah what are you supposed to what are you supposed to how do you help someone like that right yeah. other than recommend them to proper professionals but yeah and i think who's to say like that she knew that was not normal yeah i mean you, you know? don't you only know yourself yeah. right everybody's an egocentric person because you only know yourself right mm-hmm. so if i i don't this is the norm right yeah. what i see every day is the norm and it's not what you see every day yeah how, how are you supposed to reference that and did she have other than her father who was struggling himself, mm-hmm. who was her confidant, who was her, you know, her like husband, her husband. And I mean, they both had degrees. He will like, they both had good jobs. I mean, she obviously left her job to become a stay at home mom, take mm-hmm. care of the kids, but mm-hmm. you're by yourself all day, every day. Yeah. And this is, we're not, we're not knocking um, on any profession of any, you know, no, and we're not saying what she did was okay. We're mm-hmm. not giving her an excuse, yeah. but we're just saying like, it does shed light yes. on, on, you know, what on moms and like what one can go through and you never truly know what someone like her husband probably did had no indication that this could have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, he obviously, she had some things that were going on, mm-hmm. but she, he probably had no idea that she would have taken that step. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because he, if he thought that that was even a glimmer of possibility, mm-hmm. he would have pulled those kids out of those, that house. Mm-hmm. He would have gotten her help, right? Like, you don't know unless somebody was communicating with you and unless, mm-hmm. you know, like you see some, sometimes it really does take, foresight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so rough. Yeah. But, so that was that case. I don't want to talk about it, like bring it up again because yeah. it's a trigger warning, but yeah. her mental health played a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. we, I think that that's one of the most important things that, we want to talk about in this podcast, which, you know, like I can see why you picked such a heavy case. Which, yeah. <laughs> thanks. But <laughs> no, I can see why you would pick such a heavy case because we already mm-hmm. mentioned it. Episode, you know, like our trailer, we were like, hey, we want to talk to you. Also, we're sad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like as a mom hearing that, mm-hmm. it makes you personally make me be like, oh, shoot, I need to watch myself more. Yeah. Is my anxiety getting too strong Mm -hmm. is it becoming too for lack of a better word dangerous where i need to seek that help Mm -hmm. which which this is just her talking you know it's not it's not a cry for help right no yeah you know it's just Um, sometimes people are gonna be like is that baby safe in that house right yeah (laughs) like with 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 m i went to therapy for Mm -hmm. three months before she was born and three months after Mm -hmm. and one reason why i stopped was because it didn't work with my schedule anymore and i felt myself have less anxiety than like what I had started with mm-hmm. even when she was born mm-hmm. but even before like you know like and I think a lot of it had to do with her being a rainbow baby mm-hmm. and what we went through before um but yeah so I, I think 
but like hearing this opens my eyes more to like okay I need to be focused on watching out for these things that I know if I get to that point I need to reach out to someone again yeah exactly which unfortunately there's no like hey these three things equals yeah call help right yeah it just means you know like be again that village for somebody be that Mm -hmm. confidant for somebody be the person that somebody can talk to openly without that judgment which is you know like obviously what we are hoping to be we we are for each other and hoping to be Mm -hmm. for other people but it's really yeah no it's really important that people because because it does make you self-reflect yeah right it makes you self-reflect i I, you know i struggled with you know uh, uh, my own issues i talked to a therapy therapist for talking to a therapist since college right so you know like it's not it's not unheard of and then throw in postpartum yeah (laughs) and it really aggravates what's already lingering or what's already there so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i didn't even (laughs) quick side story you know like just that way this is a little bit lighter um one of the reasons i started therapy was because i was taking a psychology course Mm -hmm. and i was reading it and i was like oh yeah that sounds a lot like me i was like wait a minute i'm supposed to not feel numb (laughs) i'm supposed to because because i got to a point where you know like i wasn't happy i wasn't sad i was i was there right Mm -hmm. and cathartic was the word you used right so i was just there i was going to work every day i was going to school every day i was going to at that time three jobs right yeah that was it mm-hmm. that was it right and I, I remember getting to a place where i was like wait <laughs> yeah i'm reading that textbook and i'm like mm, professor <laughs> i have a case study for you <laughs> but yeah no it's it, it, it was definitely aggravated during my recovery period and i went to therapy until i couldn't afford it because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the health system for you but but and that's another issue right like it's just the finances of it all yeah you can find an in-network person and maybe it'll cover it completely but is that the right person for you right or how many sessions do they cover how many sessions you got six well i didn't need six in a week yeah you know like what no one's fixed in a set amount of sessions exactly yeah um the previous company that i used to work for would give you three free sessions if you went through, you know, like it was just like the our employee company. program. Yeah, the yeah. company cares. Um, they didn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert: they did not. <laughs> they were the reason my depression and anxiety got a lot worse. But yeah, no, they. That's cra- that's crazy because you're right. You don't you don't get to say okay, well these three free sessions, I better really lay it all out there. Yeah. In the first session, the girl talked about her the therapist. She talked about herself the whole time. To the, <laughs> she talked about herself. Here's like, about me. She. And I make you this, feel worse about yourself. Not even. She, she, <laughs> at some point, at some point, because I get uncomfortable during really deep conversations, right? And yeah. I tend to steer it and sense of humor, right? Yeah. It's the only reason I'm funny. And so she, she, she's, uh, I do that. And I do it on purpose sometimes just to see what kind of conversation you'll hold with me. And she was very easy to sidetrack. And that was part. And it's, it was my fault because I intended to lead her, yeah. you know, off track, um, you're not supposed to fall for it as a therapist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're not supposed to fall for it as my... Th- I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm the problem. <laughs> but yeah, no, she ate it up and she's told me all about her degree. So <laughs> mm. so um, if you do go to therapy, please be as honest and open as possible, right? They'll only ever know how to help you properly if you give yourself properly. So with this case, I had learned about it, obviously, multiple times throughout school. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this case, you actually learned about yeah. it in class yeah 
that's why I chose it because it, she was the first one that popped in my mind whenever I was trying to figure out who I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and you, in one of your criminal classes, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because B actually went to school for the criminology, right? Forensic psychology, but yeah. they're closely related. Yeah. So I, I obviously heard, didn't know as much as I do, obviously now, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like the main points of what happened and kind of the trial and things like that. Um, but it was interesting. So I obviously wasn't a mom mm-hmm. the first couple of times that yeah. I learned about it. Um, obviously cases like this, it's never easy to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a mom, it was like, huh? Okay. Yeah. This is a little bit harder to be like, definitely smacks a whole new light onto yeah. everything. Yeah. And so being researching it now is a little bit more daunting mm-hmm. than it would have been before. Yeah. Whereas I was like, yeah, write down, read every single thing mm-hmm. that she did. I want as much detail as I want, mm-hmm. you know, as I can. But now it was like, huh, let me skip to the trial. Yeah. <laughs> let me skip to like her past. Let yeah. me not focus on what happened. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's something that we kind of want to just like preface is that we do, we do, you know, not want to focus too heavily on the crime we mm-hmm. want to go into the details around it, the victims yeah. impacted, including the living victims now and today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also want to be, you know, like as respect, we're, we're not trying to breeze through facts. Yeah. We just want to, we know it's probably as difficult for you to hear as it is for us to yeah, find out ourselves. So that's, yeah. that's where that comes from. And I think a lot of it personally, when I hear other podcasts and they go into detail about her past. Oh my gosh. Yeah or the way she grew up, like that wasn't important. Yeah. And that's why I chose in some cases. Yes. Mm -hmm. But in this specific case, like nothing in her past was significant. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you when she grew up, where she grew up, how she grew up. Her favorite color was orange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever. It had nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's also from at least my perspective, you can be totally different. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it's not relevant and not worthy to say, that's not important. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to mention it. Yeah. Because I want to get to, like you said, the details surrounding the case mm-hmm. that have to do with the case itself, not just, yeah, she grew up in a small town farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. There's real victims of this case and, yeah. you know, real people who are still impacted by this case. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. what can what can we do about something like this? Right. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, we have to hear each other out sometimes and listen and look out for those signs and mm-hmm. because because you really don't know what's going on underneath that surface yeah they sit next to you every day at work but yeah what's going on you know yeah. like yeah they come in and they smile and they laugh and they they're the funniest person in the office but what mm-hmm. what's are they okay you know and not saying anybody has to go and be somebody's therapist yeah because you don't got a license for that but you you know just yeah just definitely being that opportunity you know i think that's what it is like even even when you and i go back and forth about something it's not always to be said like no illy you're right like (laughs) f them they're yeah (laughs) you're right which is what i want to hear but (laughs) not always the case and and you know like sometimes it's me crying about something and you know sometimes it's me venting about something and it's it's just about you know and i've gone through those really dark dark times you know Again, we'll talk a lot more about, you know, like our personal struggles with postpartum depression, but just, just so that way people out there know, like I, I, I struggle and struggled with, um, 
suicidal ideation, right? So, mm-hmm. um, the definitely you, and you wouldn't, you know, I'm just wondering how preppy I am, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't, you, you don't always know, right? Yeah. Like the, the person in the office that I sit next to every day, he has no idea. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, like my husband, I try to hide it from him. Right. Not, not that he can't handle it or be there to support me, but there's an obligation to be okay mm-hmm. as a mom. And I think it's good for us to be out there and be a little vulnerable and explain that it's okay if you're not a hundred percent and to, to be not a hundred percent around those people that you trust because my husband has been the person to talk me off the ledge. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not that I've never told him anything, but it's always, you know, like if, if I can't always feel like I can open up to you or to him or to my sister or to my mom, it's imagine people who don't even have that option. Yeah. Or imagine they have those people, but those people aren't who they need. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred, you know, we are not related. Um, we are friends by chance. Mm. You're luckily for you. Um, <laughs> but you know, we, I got lucky enough that you signed the contract and that you are the person I need, right? Like you're one of the people that I've been very lucky to. And then there's things that, you know, again, you know, I have, I have my sister, I have, you know, other people in my life who are there, but you're right. Not everybody has that. That's so rough to think about. Yeah. I hope that this kind of gives a platform for people to, that's genuinely what I would love out of this yeah. is if people had a platform after this to, to, you know, like write an email about, you know, or just, you know, know that there's other people listening to this podcast and, oh yeah, they, they're struggling too. Right. Like, yeah. Like we're not perfect. We're not trying to be perfect. Yeah. Or else yeah. I would have done my makeup better. <laughs> I would have done my hair for the third time. <laughs> like I said, I was going to <laughs> days ago. Yeah, but we're moms. I woke up. My alarm was set for four this morning. Yes. I normally get up at 4.15. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me give myself 15 minutes. Yeah. Get a little bit more prepared mm-hmm. and like put together for today. Mm-hmm. My alarm went off at four and I said, nah. No. So I set my alarm for 4.15 and laid there for 15 minutes. Yeah. Did nothing. Until didn't go back to yeah. sleep. Mm-hmm. Not even that. I just legit laid there. Yeah. I have to be on something right away or I will fall back asleep. And if I fall back asleep, I will be the most miserable person after that four-minute nap. Why do I do that to myself? Why do I no. give myself a four-minute nap? That just hurts me. That just hurts everybody involved. But sometimes those four minutes, like, and I, I'm like they're rare. They're rare. But sometimes you're like, wow. Honestly, I the, gamble, the gamble is not worth it to no, me. No, it's not. They've never paid off. But, if, but, if it's, <laughs> but when it does, you're like, wow. Yeah, sometimes you just snap out of it and you're like, holy I could run a marathon right now. Okay, maybe not that extreme. I could run a marathon. <laughs> I have never thought to myself, I could run a marathon. Oh, I think it all the time. And then I'm like, okay, that was cute. I'm going to go eat a donut. <laughs> I could barely run to my car. I'm over here garage. struggling up these stairs. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Especially yeah. my pregnant man. Yeah, you have an excuse. <laughs> I was like this before, but yeah. now it's even worse. Yeah, that does happen. My whole breathing thing, too. Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah. Breathing is important though. Just, I know. Just <laughs> anyone listening, apparently anything is normal while, pre- while you're pregnant. Yeah. You can't oh, breathe gosh. to the extent where you're being dizzy. That's normal. Yeah. Your EKG is abnormal. Yeah. That's normal during pregnancy. Sounds like you are going through it right now. I can't breathe, ma'am. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so if you do hear a little breathiness um, from B over here, that is unfortunately the norms of pregnancy, especially second pregnancy. I don't know what it is about the second child, but they just won't fuck you 
up a little but bit. apparently if you've had this your whole life but complain about it during pregnancy it's normal during pregnancy you're fine look look i have a lot of opinions about that, about that. that's gonna get me whole very, podcast yeah, yeah let's just stop there get me very ranty so let's we're just, just gonna, stop there then we're just gonna say you know what advocate for your own body mm-hmm. definitely definitely advocate for yourself because guess what those doctors um out there they're following a little book that says they'll figure it out they've been doing it for hundreds of years that said i'm gonna send you back up to ob i'll send you back to labor and delivery i'll send you to your obgyn i'll send you to labor and delivery i'll send you to the er i'll send you to urgent care right like nobody Mm -hmm. wants to nobody wants to be uh, nobody we're so delicate that nobody wants yeah (laughs) we're so delicate nobody wants to help us what it really is no one wants to be that person (laughs) nobody wants to be the person accidentally kill you (laughs) no let's call a spade a spade you know it's what it is but it sounds funny whenever you put it point blank like that yeah i don't know that might be something i have to work on (laughs) it's um my directness it's also the feedback i've been given most of my life I think we need to acknowledge how imperfect our life really is because this is us just trying to have a hobby in hopes of bringing you with us. That's it. We want you to feel, that's why I think we want to leave some of the messy in. Oh yeah. Right. We want to leave some of the messy in because we want you to see that like that one, this isn't perfect. It's not like, written <laughs> i had notes but obviously yeah the, the notes are the notes, notes are a couple days the ago notes are they for, were... they're for reference right because yeah. we want it to be more of a free form more of a conversation we want people to be able to feel like you're really sitting here with us and and of course mm-hmm. we'll take constructive feedback yeah. kind constructive kind we're gonna be kind working. to each other because that is going to be the theme of this village <laughs> kind Kindness. village yeah. yeah um so you know we'll absolutely take feedback you know um we want, we want mostly because this is for you guys as much as it is for us. We want you mm-hmm. to come in here and feel like you're right here at this end of the table, right? Yeah. You're right here. You're sitting with us. You know, like that's why we're so excited to like be able to have this, you know, like these couple of platforms that B's going to go over right now um, to, you know, like how you can reach us, right? Like, because yeah. we are going to be reachable, you know? For now, uh, when we're super famous, oh my that's, goodness, that's, okay. on, that's on you guys. <laughs> we're uh, one of our, profi- you know, like our, our corresponders, our paid corresponders will get Can back be to you. M. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> that's her daughter's catchphrase right now. Cheese. <laughs> she opens the camera. Cheese. She just wants pictures. So she was excited when she saw our setup right now. But um, no, yeah, no, we want it to be an open platform um, somewhere where you can reach out to another parent another because mm-hmm. some of you guys aren't parents some of you guys are sisters or you know a tia which is aunt in english i'm not sure if everybody's familiar with that but um you know like some of you guys are tias and some of you guys are like um you know the the single dad some of you guys are you know, there's so many families out there and mm-hmm. guess what like our village includes you yeah and send us those emails send us those questions send us the feedback Send us your story. Send us what you want to hear about next week. Yeah. Because that's what we're here for. We're here to be that that platform. Or if you want us to share your story. Yeah. Like if something really impacted you from one of our podcasts and you want us to share a story that you think is going to help someone else, mm-hmm. let yeah. us know. We'll definitely share it. I would like long-term, like a goal for us to like close off on, on you know, like either a true crime story that somebody was, you know, willing to share with us. Or, you know, like a motherhood or parenthood story that somebody was willing to share with us. Um, something that really helped them. Something that they're struggling with. Let's, let's, I want Q&As, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that this podcast has a lot of exciting things to do. 
and there's so much room for us to have different aspects that we're not even expecting now exactly a hundred percent we are both i I consider us both open-minded right i mean we have our strong opinions obviously but i consider us like to be very fluid in the sense of like we will take each other's feedback other people's feedback even if we think they're wrong even if they think they're stupid sometimes it helps (laughs) sometimes it it helps maybe bring up something else it really does it does it because because conversation because it is an open conversation right like no judgment what's your opinion doesn't work for us but thank you so much i never thought of x right now i hear y and z right there's Mm -hmm. there really is so much you know like opportunity for a podcast and i think you know especially when we're focusing on you know like true crime you know like there's people out there who are being impacted by true crime now right Mm -hmm. and there's people who are parents or in a parenting situation where they don't really feel supported and you can have, and we've said this before, don't know if it made it in another podcast because we were able, but you can have 20 people around you, a hundred people around you. Do you still feel alone? Right? Like that's what we want to take. That's what we want to be. Right? Like, I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. So, so two ways to reach us as of right now, there's, mm-hmm more to come mm-hmm. um but we do have our email mommy and murder at gmail.com mm-hmm. um, where you can definitely email us all of those things that we've talked about mm-hmm. any questions things like that we also have our instagram mommy and murder again dm us um comment send follow. us pictures of your beautiful baby if you want to yeah no do doggy pictures yeah. yep your favorite item that got you through parenthood <laughs> yeah or even a, like a case you want us to yeah report on uh, oh yeah or huh. talk about yeah we have two yeah. platforms so <laughs> yeah we have two separate topics yeah. but um yeah definitely reach out to us on either of those mm-hmm. um we'll let you know whenever our other platforms are up and running mm-hmm. that you can reach out to us on as as well mm-hmm. but yeah do you want to talk about what uh, the future looks talking? like for us yeah. yeah absolutely so um upcoming next week uh the lovely miss b over here will be gracing us with momsiety <laughs> all things mom guilt yep yeah things plenty that, of that to go around i think that unfortunately we can make three days worth of episodes out of that, that. one's gonna be hard to simmer down yeah maybe one of our longer episodes yeah. um but it's something very real yeah and, and i think everybody will i can't i shouldn't generalize that i think a lot of people struggle with that yeah whether you're a new mom an old mom an upcoming mom mm-hmm. a dad mm-hmm. like you know someone who's caring for another child who's not their own yeah anybody who has a kid mm-hmm. or is helping raise a child yeah crazy feel that way crazy stories of how people end up in this parenting role mm-hmm. you know older siblings that end up with three younger siblings because yeah. for some reason the parents aren't able to you know mm-hmm. be a part of the picture um, there, there really is so many varieties of parents and, you know, families out there. Again, we're going to talk about that a little bit because we yeah. just want, we want to emphasize that this really is a platform like, and we, we call it mom guilt and like mom things like that yes. because we're moms, mommy we, and murder. Yeah, yeah. But we want to <laughs> emphasize that we understand that anybody can feel this way, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about like our experience mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're specifically giving it mom guilt uh, yeah, or absolutely. things like that. Um, not to say we're only going to talk about moms. Yeah, we know yeah. we know that the the, the guilt um, spreads to everyone. Yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about that next week. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to have a little bit of the guilt sitch going on next week, and then we have our true crime Thursdays, 
Um, because we do want to keep it a secret from each other and we have zero impatience, <laughs> you also have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> but Miss Ellie over here is going to be taking charge of that episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. I know it's... I don't think it'll be as quick as yours because I... I get gnarly with details. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's mine specifically. Yeah. No. Because of well, we the, didn't. We don't want to. Yeah. I don't think they want to hear about no. like the. So that's details. why I kind of narrowed it down to like just bullet pointing essentially exactly. what we wanted. Exactly. But, yeah. No. So and not all of them time. will be this short. Yeah. No. We we case wise we but, definitely are sensitive to the fact that you know like people people can be very descriptive with their oh yeah with their details to the point where i have to fast forward oh yeah and they didn't provide that trigger warning and mm-hmm. i'm like okay was this it nope bones are broken right like you're yeah you don't i don't i don't think or that's you what, miss part of stuff you wanted to hear exactly yeah so that's why one we're going to include like times of when it's you know this is when the trigger warning starts for this is when you know this trigger warning is starting this is when that trigger warning ends this is when this so you know definitely yeah. follow our instagram so that way we can make sure that you guys um are up to date with that you could be respective of any of your guys's trigger warnings because yeah. we have our own so we want to oh. be respective of yours also just for the future if we do miss something or give out wrong information mm-hmm. because we are human yeah that, that is and we're both full-time employees we're yeah. both full-time parents one yeah. of us is pregnant right i'm not gonna let you guess who but <laughs> one of us is pregnant right we're yeah. we're we have a house to maintain. We have a family, you know, like social life, a yeah. uh, podcast to run now. Right. Yeah. So, so if something we say is wrong, I'll just say specifically in regards to the true crime case we are, yeah. feel free to let us know. Yeah. That way we can address it the next time we talk. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know? hopefully respectively let us know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we will always be respective of you guys, you know, yeah. and, and that's why but. we include these trigger warnings. That's why we include the information. That's why we include these opportunities for you guys to reach out to us because we do want to, you know, like only provide good information. Yeah. Only provide, you know, like good, you know, like it, this is a village of kindness, right? Well, you yeah. are a little kind army. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think, I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. You did a good job. That was a good, good job, Miss B. That was a great first true crime episode. Very Thank proud you. of you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited and I'm really excited to see what, you know, like listeners start to suggest. Mm-hmm. I really want to hear what people are going to suggest. We are very sensitive to child cases, so please try to keep yeah, those very please. light. Um, I know today was kind of different, but Yeah, no, today was today was to focus on one the loss and two the 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 mental health yeah. aspect of it all because that's very important to us. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, we really hope to start hearing from you guys um questions answers anything we'd appreciate it this is mommy and murder podcast and thank you for tuning in see you next time see you next time